0: Welcome to the Marriage in Transition podcast. We are so excited that you are with us today. Listen, this podcast is all about creating connection through change in your marriage. And uh, we've got a great topic. It's one of my favorite topics, actually. But before we get into it. Um, hey, if you haven't gotten the book, I want to encourage you to go to marriageintransition.com, grab the book, and I actually want to read a review from a person who purchased the book. And Jessica says, The first chapter in, I'm in the first chapter in, and the truth bombs are dropping. Okay. Just in the first chapter. <laughs>
1: That's what I'm Explosion. talking about. Explosion. Okay. <laughs> and that's what we want you guys to experience. Okay. Today, we're talking about parenting future leaders. Hmm. This is going to be good, y'all. Yeah. Listen, your children will be shaped by your parenting style. And what we've discovered with having three children of our own, right. each child is unique. Oh, my. They come with their own set of blessings. And they come with their own set of drama. I thought
0: you were going to say their own instruction manual.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish. Okay. I was. But the Holy Spirit will help us. He will yeah. give us guidance to raise all of our children with all of their uniquenesses. Um, your strategy needs to adjust to partner with God's plan for their purpose. And so Lynette and I are ready to dive deep yeah. into this thing. If y'all are ready, let's, let's go. go. So today we're diving into how to parent future leaders. Mm-hmm. Now, where we're coming from with this is that you and I, from the moment that we discovered you were pregnant,
0: right.
1: we were praying over your belly. And
0: Well, just, first we had to get over the I'm pregnant moment.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, of course, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we were in high school at that time.
0: Yes, we were seniors. Um,
1: and then, you know... Within our senior year we graduated high school. Mm-hmm. We got married that mm-hmm. September and then we had our first child in December. Right. Right. And now we had he to is, grow up pretty fast. Yeah. And and then within three years we had two other children. And so now we have three that are all in college mm-hmm. and uh, two of them are about to graduate within a year.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Amen. They, they're almost <laughs> off the payroll, right? And so we, we've seen in our children now, they're all serving in some way within our church. Yep. Um, they're worship leaders. They are leading in different areas of encouraging other peers around them or, you know, raising funds to help the homeless yeah. or, you know, working at child care centers. Like, they're doing great things. So we're seeing them lead in areas of finance and working within their community. So we're super, super, super proud of our children. Um, but they didn't just land there. Yeah. They didn't
0: just, yeah. Yeah. So there was this
1: process of raising these leaders that they are now. And so if we rewind all the way back, I remember us praying over your belly and just speaking to what it was that we saw God was going to do in them. And then as they began to grow, um, one of the things that you begin to see that, that the Lord said to you, I want you to share a yeah. little bit about what it is that you saw.
0: So like, you know, like you just said, three kids all under four years old, mm-hmm. something like that. Stay at home, mom, crazy time of living.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and so that was hard. It mm-hmm. was really hard for me. Um, so it was one day, I don't know kids were doing something and I was just overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I was really frustrated. Um, and I really heard the Holy Spirit whisper to me and say, "I gave you leaders. Now raise them as leaders." Mm-hmm. And um absolutely shared that with you. And so that changed how we parented. That changed how we stewarded our kids their giftings, what we did, how we structured our day, how we even spoke to them, it really shifted everything in our home from a parenting perspective. And so we actually started raising them as leaders. Mm -hmm. You know, we started holding them accountable, mm-hmm. started talking to them like they knew exactly <laughs> what we were talking about. Yeah.
1: And what you discovered is your children are extremely intelligent.
0: From the job. They're
1: really smart. Yep. And I'll speak for our children. In some ways, they could be very manipulative,
0: yep. Yep. right?
1: And they knew how to try to win over one parent against the other. They,
0: they knew what they was doing. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> you have to be wise as parents in understanding uh, the uniqueness of your own child. So not everything that works for us will necessarily work True. for for you and mm-hmm. your family and the age and stage that they're in. But I do believe the Bible lays out a clear blueprint of like destiny over our children. Yes, And, and it's our responsibility as parents to understand, listen, they're not finished yet.
0: Um <laughs> and I think we treat them as though they are.
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're so you're raising a yeah, leader. Yeah. They are not fully formed leaders yet. Yeah. And so there is this by faith, don't become um, you know, stressed out, overwhelmed, frustrated, angry with yourself, feeling like a failure because they're underperforming, mm-hmm. right? Uh you've told them the rules, they continue to break them, or you've laid out for them. Um, the level of where they could be and they're falling short of it well that's the same thing we are in a lot of ways towards God but he doesn't give up on us And, and so he continues to love us to health he continues to walk with us and so I want you to just breathe (laughs) <laughs> and know that your child is not the exception to the rule, um, but they you're raising yeah. them. And so you're sowing seed, you're watering seed, and they're going to get there.
0: Yeah. And it's um, it becomes a matter of developing realistic goals based on their development yeah. and not based on what someone else's child is doing at mm-hmm. their stage of life yes. or... Um, Sometimes not even doctors. You know your kids better than teachers. You know your kids better than some doctors. Now, I'm not saying or telling you to ignore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know the stage and the intellectual level of your child and Mm -hmm. the giftings of your child. And so I think a lot of us ignore those Mm -hmm. because we're caught up with the day-to-day of working and taking care of the home. We can push what we sense in our children mm-hmm. on the back burner because well, we think we have time.
1: But also what, what what happens is we may be bringing in a parenting style from the past. True. from our upbringing, and we're trying to impose something that our parents did for us over our children, and it may not be effective. Right. The reason why is because your child is a byproduct of you, but they're not you. And even though you survived <laughs> what your parents put <laughs> you through, it doesn't mean necessarily that that's going to work with your child. Right. And so it's really, really important that for each of the children that God blesses you to have. You need to be in tune with the Lord to say, okay, how do I uniquely guide my child on the path that God has for them, not the path that I'm trying to force Mm -hmm. them down. And, and then you you humble yourself and you say, okay, let me get to know my kid. I don't yeah. want to live vicariously through them, right. right? And I don't want to force them to be a miniature version of me. We are trying to shape them into who it is that God has created and ordained for yes. them to be. So how do we partner with God mm-hmm. to raise this leader within the earth? And that requires some prayer, that requires quality time with Absolutely. your child. And, and so that being said, you said something, you said developing realistic goals based on their development, right? So, when we're looking at them as infants mm-hmm. or toddlers or in elementary school or teenagers, what are those? Uh, uh, I just want you to give an example of when they were, uh, this is before they started elementary school. Yeah, They were running around the house. God gave you that word. Uh, and so we sat down, we began to discuss, okay, what is it going to look like in yeah. our house? So w- a practical way of what that looked like.
0: To so sum it up, what, what we did was we mirrored our home like a daycare center mm-hmm. so uh, even though they were toddlers you and know, and
1: you were an at home mom and I was an at time. home
0: mom yeah so they themselves didn't go to daycare yet not at that age um, but I put them on a schedule so they had a certain time that they woke up and then they had a certain time when they took nap We did field trips, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it was to the library. And to this day, our girls read like novels like Mm -hmm. crazy. And
1: our son reads stock portfolios.
0: Stock, I I know. I love it. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But we did field trips, um, snack time, dinner time, Mm -hmm. quiet time, you know, I even went so far as practice sitting down in church, Mm -hmm. uh, at home. So like they, you know, the church that we were going to early on didn't have youth church. And so the kids were stuck with the parents. And so, you know, while I'm trying to get this word, I don't need you, you know? Yeah.
1: So you're not, yeah. So basically you took control of the environment, you took control of the child and you didn't allow the child's behavior or them acting out to then take control of your emotions and our emotions and what, where we were going to be able to go, yeah, sit, it was, uh, or, or do. It,
0: yeah. was, it became home for us, for our family, became an opportunity for practice. Yes. And so that meant that they were going to mess up. They weren't going to get some things mm-hmm. right. And so it was like, okay, we're going to have to do it again, practice. Yes. And then by the time we got to a restaurant mm-hmm. or we went to church or yeah. we went out public, uh, they knew how to behave. And random people will come up to us and say, yeah. you have the most well-behaved such a beautiful kids. And I'm like, are they supposed to walk around like clowns and jump off a table?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think people were just amazed at how the fact that, you know, the, the family was, you know, disciplined and in control. Yeah. But it didn't require, like, abuse to right. get them there. Yeah. And, and so when the only strategy you know is a belt,
0: Yeah. Then you may not be
1: building a leader. And so I want to challenge you guys to, as a couple, sit down and think through, Okay, what are great leadership lessons that we want to impart to our kids? Something simple may be, hey, we're going to teach them, you know, a system of work ethic Mm -hmm. uh, by saying, hey, here are your chores and here's going to be your reward at the end of the week if you do them, this is what you get. If you don't, here's also the consequence. So you're teaching them this, but then give them the freedom to determine. This is what we did with our kids after a while. We did, we say, you know what? You just need to finish it by this time. So it wasn't a, let me keep talking over them. Let me keep, you know, on their, on their backs, staying on their backs and saying, Hey, you need to finish this by this time and do this, do Mm -hmm. that. But we left it up to the kid to learn, Hey, you can determine your own schedule because one day yeah, you're going to need to manage yourself yeah. within time. And so instead of us kind of lording over every decision that they made, we gave them freedom to choose. Yep. But we also gave them consequences if they did not follow through on that action. Yeah. Um, when they became teenagers, one of the things that we did, um, <laughs> we took them to Dallas. Um, Oh, my goodness. And we dropped them off in the middle of the city. And gave them
0: a physical map. Yeah. (laughs) They could not use their phones. (laughs) And we told them, hey, we need to, we're here. Yeah. We need to get to here. We were taking them to the aquarium. Yeah. And they had to get us there by foot. Yeah using a regular street map.
1: Yeah, and it was hilarious because they had never done that before.
0: The struggle was real. Yeah,
1: they were arguing. You know, <laughs> they had to follow all the traffic signs and all the rest of this stuff. It was great. But the point was to teach them, hey, you got to navigate life. Yeah. And sometimes you're going to be challenged to do things in a place that you don't know. But hey, yeah. one day we're believing that they're going to travel the world. Yeah. And, and in order for them to navigate cities with people who don't speak the same language as them, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. they need to know how to do this. Right?
0: Yeah, one, I, I love this one. One of my friends said this long, long, long time ago. She said, if you only give them one option and if you, pretty much, if you only put a crown over their head from the time that they are born and you tell them that one day they are supposed to fit into this crown, then they'll grow up Thinking, knowing, and pursuing that they are supposed to wear that crown, and they're going to behave as such, and they're always going to reach towards that crown. Don't give them another option. Mm don't uh, sow seeds of negativity into your 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 children mm-hmm. or uh, I know sometimes it can be especially for stay-at-home moms and or you have a, a larger family and so sometimes it can be a little uh, frustrating and so you can sometimes speak things into your mm-hmm. kids that really doesn't reflect who they are and so you'll say something that you don't mean to say but if you consistently give them the one option and the one option is you are meant for greatness mm-hmm. you're meant for leadership then they'll grow into that.
1: Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, one of the, one of the things that I would encourage couples to do as your children are moving from one stage to another, they go from you know being toddlers, elementary age, and then high school. Your level of discipline and style of discipline is going to have to change. Mm-hmm. It has to evolve as the child is growing. But a husband and wife need to be on the same page with how you'll discipline. Um, Because if if one parent is overly aggressive and the other one is extremely passive or or one parent is just passing the kid over to the other, then they're missing an element of character development. Mm -hmm. They need both parents to participate in the process of shaping them into who God has ordained for them to be. And so we want to encourage you guys to have the necessary conversations that say— are we in agreement on how we're going to respond to this behavior? Mm-hmm. Are we in agreement on what we're going to do if this happens? Because if you're not in agreement on it, then one of the things that may happen is that child may become a point of division within the relationship. And, you know, parenting is a temporary assignment. Yeah. Yeah. And you can allow a season. Of disciplining a child and disagreements in that season to lead to a permanent ripple within the husband and wife team. But in a few years, the child is moving out. Well, here's the thing.
0: The one thing you have to remember is children go through transitions as well. Yeah. And so just like you're having a hard time navigating transitions, they're going through high school Mm -hmm. and hormones and peer pressure Mm -hmm. and social media. So they're going through their own stages of transitions. Mm -hmm. And so it is our responsibility as parents to help them navigate through those seasons of transitions. And so one of the things that I did quite often, especially during their teenage years, is I set aside time to spend quality time with our kids Mm -hmm. one-on-one. So not together as a family. Of course we had that. But I would sit down in my son's room just for about 15 minutes and have a conversation with him just to see how he was doing, just to see where he was. Mm -hmm. Same thing with the girls. I did the same thing because they need, sometimes they need help navigating transitions, yeah. and they don't even recognize they're it, going through a transition. It, but it
1: wasn't that you were sitting down with them to necessarily discipline or chastise.
0: Just to this talk. was just
1: relationship. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now, another thing uh, about transitions in the home, when the home goes through a transition, everybody goes through that same transition. Mm-hmm. So But
1: responds to it differently. Yeah, yeah. So
0: tensions can be high. Mm-hmm. So you may be going through a transition, let's just say a job there's been a switch in the job and the hours are more demanding. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not only affecting your marriage, yeah. but it's also affecting your, your relationship. children. Yep. You know, it's, it, that kind of happened to us. Our kids were younger in their high school years, almost elementary, uh, middle school rather. And work was really tense for us. It was just a trying time for us and everybody in the home was stressed. Mm -hmm. We were just all stressed. Um, And the kids were in AP courses, so they were just stressed with regular homework. So what we did was we decided not to allow them to go to school one day. Mm -hmm. And we took them out of school. Yep. And we went somewhere, I think to the mall or we traveled a little 45 minutes or an hour away. This this was later on. Okay. And we just had a day to ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know what? Don't worry about anything else. Yeah. We're skipping. We're, we're skipping. Just gonna take off. We're skipping skipping school. Uh, yeah. And we just had a really good time. You have when you're going through a transition, you have to be aware of the climate in your home. That's right. And then do what you have to do in order to level that out.
1: Yeah. We we also took I was thinking about the time uh mm-hmm. that we took a trip to San Antonio. Yeah. Um it was a random night where again I felt that pressure rising up and my wife and I we were laying in bed. And I just looked over at her. I said, do you want to go out of town?
0: I said yes and rolled out the bed and packed a bag that night. Like
1: instantly, like no kidding. We're not being, you know, uh, uh, goofy with it. She literally got out of the bed instantly, packed up. And it was a tight financial time and all of that. But we could just sense, hey, we needed a break. So we took the family. And that was actually one of the best family trips that we had. And uh, it was so memorable for our kids. But I think for them, it also taught them, that, you know, I I value education and the educational system, but more than anything was the overall mental and physical and spiritual health of our family. And so if we needed that break, take that break. Um, If you need to change how you're disciplining, if you need to adjust, um, are you having quality conversations with your kids? Mm -hmm. You need to recognize that. But too often, I think We're just going through the ebb and flow of life and we're not taking time to evaluate like where we are. If you're having um, a relational impasse with one of your kids and it's just been, you know, tense and it seems that you guys are bumping heads. I would encourage you to kind of step back for a moment, take a breather and just assess, like, how can I love them through this moment? Yeah. Like, how can I just love them? Right. It's not about and and this this isn't uh, I'm not I'm not trying to encourage tolerance yeah. of, of inappropriate behavior. But getting
0: to the root of the behavior.
1: Right, 100%. And sometimes in order to deal with the fruit, which may be disrespect, mm-hmm. it may be a, a mm-hmm. rebellious attitude or poor performance academically, you may be dealing with, the, those are surface things. Mm-hmm. What's at the core of that child and what's going on? Remember, that's a future leader. The test that they failed this week, the semester where they struggled in their grades, that's not gonna last always. Mm-hmm. I don't remember any test that I took my freshman year in high school. <laughs> I don't remember anything from junior high. Um it's all a blur. I don't I, think we
0: <laughs> could teach our kids once they got to like, I don't know, grades mm-hmm yeah I mean I mean well, like
1: well I guess you know <laughs> I'm what I'm saying is it seems so urgent so yeah. important and some social studies teacher sent a report to my parent about something that was the end of the world because I was struggling with a class I be like, come on guys now all these years later I don't remember any of it and it really yeah. didn't matter at the end of the day and so there are things that I think sometimes we get so intense yeah. about that are actually it's just a small yeah stepping stone in the grand scheme of their lives and if you're so angry with their failure in a small season you're missing the greater assignment yes. which is to shape them for a future where this little season it 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 only should have been a time to water or mm-hmm. to plant another seed and we missed the entire moment because we were so fueled by disappointment yeah. so fueled by our anger or resentment towards them or so distracted by our own agenda that we forgot that we had this assignment yep. that we only get 18 years realistically yep. to pour into them as much as we can while we can. And you remember,
0: know? you're teaching them how to navigate through transition. Mm-hmm. So what you do, they're going to mimic yes. when they get older. And yeah. so if they see you frantic and stressed out and panicked and overwhelmed, yes. then when they have a season very similar to yours, they're going to mimic what they've been seeing. Yeah. And so, I would just encourage every parent out there. You know, you're not going to be perfect. Nope. Let's just say that from the jump. I'm you're not, not a perfect, perfect parent. Yeah. I we have made. <laughs> my name so is Sean,
1: and I'm not, not a perfect, perfect parent.
0: parent. Hi, Sean. Hi, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like it's okay. What I would say, and and one of the things that I made an effort was my rebound. Mm -hmm. When I didn't do it right, when Mm -hmm. I didn't say it right, Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit convicted me and said, Lynette, you could have handled that a little better. Mm -hmm. And so what I did was I turned around and I had a conversation with the kiddo and Mm -hmm. I said, I'm sorry for acting like that. Here's my heart, mm-hmm. um, and that is not an easy thing to do.
1: No, but that's the that's the mature thing to do, yeah. and that's teaching them one of the greatest lessons that you ever can,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know. And I find that to be so powerful. Well, look, guys, if this has really helped you all, we want to give you a free resource. It's yes. a PDF discussion guide that you can download from exomarriage.com forward slash transition mm-hmm. and this will help to fuel the right conversations between you and your spouse that will help you guys come up with strategic partnerships to help discipline and to lead your children to the next level yeah. through any transitions that you guys are facing again if you all have not gotten marriage in transition go to marriageintransition.com get the book grab a hold to the book leave a review of the podcast and we appreciate you guys being with us on this journey. We look forward to the next episode.